It's a difficult gospel to get a handle on. That second reading is wonderful. Do not be, remember he's talking uh, 2,000 years ago. Do not be conformed to this age. Sounds like the evening news. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind so you may know what God's will is, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. But if we get, not to not be transformed by the current milieu because we're only travelers. We're, we're, we're sojourners or strangers in a foreign land. Our baptism makes us um, also children or citizens of another land. And now suddenly we become emissaries of that kingdom, which is within. And this is the kingdom without is not the kingdom of God, obviously, or things that happen like in St. Joe's would not have happened, right? So we're not living, we're living in enemy territory here, which is called the world. And so our Lord tells us not to think like human beings do, but to think like God does. But this is so hard to understand. Um, it, you know, what, what I usually do with the readings is I'll read it on Sunday afternoon for the coming week and then kind of listen to the Holy Spirit during the week and see what he says, and not, not just come up with something on Monday, and that's the end of it, you know. And after um, the news happened on Thursday, I thought, well, I've got to relook at this reading a little bit because... Um, my first reaction is, God forbid that this should happen. And Jesus turns to Peter and rebukes him and says, you're thinking like a human being does. So but I, we hear this all the time as priests, and I know you've heard it yourself, you know, when we have bad news. I've had many different things in our own family, myself, and, and certainly with the parishioners, you know, uh, you know, where you want to say, you know, God forbid that this should happen to you, and it does. Uh, our I, I think I've been to the hospital three times this week, and each one was a little difficult type situation. One person had been calling St. Joe's had, for three days, and they said, and they're not coming out here, and she was all mad. And, and I said, have you listened to the news lately? <laughs> I, I have a reason why they haven't been here. You know, the, nobody's in the office, you know. I mean, the, the lines are down, and the hospital doesn't seem to know that, so they're leaving messages on, the, you know, at, on this non-existent line. So in any case, you're left with all these questions. And St. Peter, yeah, last week he had these, well, he was, he was really on fire. Uh, Jesus says, who do you think I am? There's a tough question we all have to answer one day. And, and, and again, Jesus refers to that when he says, I'm going to come back and repay you according to how you understood my will. And so Peter gets it right, and he, he's given the keys of the kingdom, and and made head of the apostles, and he must have been thought he was really something. So then, you know, he turns around, being now the leader of the apostles, when Jesus, he, they all think that Jesus is going to kick the Romans out, even after the ascension. Somebody in the crowd asks the question, they're standing on the hill, are you now going to restore Israel's rule? In other words, are you now going to kick the Romans out? So they didn't understand even then. You know, and Jesus says the exact opposite. No, you've got it all wrong. Not only are I'm not going to kick them out, your, our religious leaders are going to betray me, hand me over to them, and I'm going to be given the worst possible death. And I'm going to look like a complete failure. And by the way, you're invited to follow me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise. And they can't get their, they can't get a handle on this. I don't think any of us can. You know, we always see is the tragedy. We don't see what's coming later. I don't know what good there is to come from some of the things that happen in our world now. We don't, we can't see it. But we're thinking like human beings do. We're stuck in this plane of existence that we live in. And, uh, uh, you know, when I have a funeral, I try to 
encourage people to think outside the box a little bit, no pun intended, because, because we all have to go down the aisle like that someday. Did my life make any difference? Was there any, was anything better because I existed on this earth? What was God's will for me? What was my mission in life? What did God wish me to do? Um, you know, and when tragedies come, when things happen, we have to ask that question. Well, I'll tell you honestly, one thing I pray about a lot is the persecuted church throughout the world. Nicaragua's been in the news a lot, if you haven't been paying attention. The government there is kicking out one religious community after the other from other Teresa's group last year and a bunch of nuns to the Jesuits. They were in two universities. They took their, their universities and kicked them out on some charge that was not real. And that's the most uh, active Catholic nation in Central America. I pray for them. I invite you to do the same thing. One of their bishops is in prison there. And in, in Nigeria, it seems like every month that they're having a, a religious war there and one of their churches goes up in flames. And it's always over there. It's always in some other country. It's always across the ocean until it isn't. And then suddenly we're dealing with, with something like this. And so it, it's an invitation, I think, to look at our lives. These kinds of things, I, I always say church buildings are really... They're more than, they're a sign and a symbol, aren't they? You know, how we put this up was more important than what it looks like here 10 years ago. Um, but it's a sign that all of us go through things that happen suddenly and catch us by surprise. Our Lord told us that twice uh, during daily mass, that I'm going to come and catch you by surprise. That was the reading Thursday morning when the bishop came uh, over at St. Joe's and they had the mass in the parking lot. And in the same way, when these things happen, our Lord uh, invites us to think by his plane of existence that we're here to learn and to grow, that when the world is made new and he explains everything, we're all going to get a reward based on how we responded to God's will in the present moment, in the current times that we live in right now. And some things do work out to good in the end um, sooner rather than later, and some things we won't get an answer to until the end of the world. So, you know, I, I think... You know, St. Joe's will come back and it'll look better than it does, did before. You know it will. It's a question of how do we get from here to there. And it's, you know, it's just tough, it's tough stuff. I, I, I had so many stories to go with this. I can't think of which ones I've told before. So what they, you've heard it all anyway from me by now. I, the one that comes to mind that I have to tell again is, is about Mother Angelica. I'll go back to this, this talk she gave in 1979. It was a small group of 16 or 18,000 people. And nobody knew who she was. There was no EWTN. She hadn't done anything except she showed up to give this talk. I didn't know who this nun was. But what she said was that she had wanted to be a nun. And when she was a novice in Canton, Ohio, and I grew up in Akron in elementary school years, which is the next city up, up toward Lake Erie. And she's using one of these buffers, you know, one of those round things that you buff floors with and it got away from her and it it messed up her knees and you know like my own knees are getting better now but she couldn't she couldn't kneel like I can't kneel and so she she uh the 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 nuns came to her and they said you're going to have to leave if you can't kneel you don't have, you don't have this vocation so she comes before the lord in the blessed sacrament and I don't you should I hope you have a really good relationship with God that you can be honest with him like she was. And uh, she just 
after a couple of days, she said, look, all I want, I'm, this is a pretty loose, but it's a loose but pretty accurate quote. She said, look, look, Lord, all I wanted was to be a nun. That's all I wanted. And then this buffer comes along, and suddenly I'm being kicked out through no fault of my own. How could you do this to me? And he didn't say, you're thinking like human beings, but like, uh, not like God. But what he, she said, why me, Lord? I've told this story on Good Friday. Why me, Lord? Why me? And she heard our Lord say very clearly, she said, Angelica, and why me? And why me? And she realized that God was inviting her to participate in what was, as St. Paul says, I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. She was being invited into the mystery of suffering without knowing quite why, without fully understanding what God's will was for her. But after a long struggle, they did let her stay. She promised if she could walk, she'd, she'd found a monastery, and she did in Birmingham, and all the rest is history. I wonder if any of that would have happened without that buffer that she got away from her. But we all have these things, and we don't always see the good that comes out of them. But they, every one of these uh, tragedies in our lives, when, we, when God invites us to think like he does and not like we do, will always lead to glory in the end if we unite our sufferings to Christ who loves us. He never abandons us. He's always with us, but he invites us into that great mystery. And to me, it invites me personally into the universal suffering of the church that I pray for all the time. I'm always praying for Nigeria because there's always someone being kidnapped. They've got the best priests in the world in that country. A lot of them have served here in this archdiocese. And many served in L.A. too, I tell you. They always had... I don't, Nigerian priests have a great sense of humor, I'll tell you. That's one thing I sure, I don't know where that comes from, but, but um, it's a cultural thing, I guess. But, but, you know, the Lord doesn't always explain himself. But one thing he does say is, I'm coming soon, and if you're faithful to me, even if I don't explain it all, even if you don't understand it all, I will reward you greatly just for your trying to be faithful to me and telling Jesus that we, in the end, we do trust in him. Amen.